Welcome to the Level Up Podcast, brought to you by Century 21, the Harrelson Group, featuring masterminds with real estate leaders, coaches, and influencers, plus eye-opening strategy sessions with up-and-coming agents. You'll learn exactly how to go from agent to entrepreneur. And now, let's get to the latest episode of Level Up. Welcome back, everybody, to the Level Up Podcast, where you learn how to go from agent to entrepreneur. Greg Harrelson is here. We're back from the holidays. We're in the saddle again. We're doing a solo episode again. Life is good. Greg, what's up today? Hey, man. I, as soon as you said, welcome back, I got a big smile on my face. It's like, <laughs> that. I think that that one little tonality, the tone or the inflection must be anchored into subconscious mind. It's like, all right, I better get this thing going. Right that- <laughs> I got, it's like, my 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 heart rate just went up. So oh, that's hilarious! Trying to step into coaching welcome mode. Back huh? to you. <laughs> welcome back to you. So glad to to be uh, you know uh, teaming up with you again today. Yeah, me too. So, so it's been an interesting last few months. Um, I'm sure you've noticed the same thing I have, uh, which is we're, we're hearing a lot less chatter about, you know, an impending guillotine coming down on the real estate market. I don't yep. hear as much chatter about it's, you know, the, the end is coming, the economic downturns coming. And there's a lot of reasons for that. I don't think it's really anything fundamental about the economy that's all that great. I feel like we probably kick the can down the road a little bit, but I don't see, you know, by all accounts, I don't see anybody predicting a major thing in the next, you know, let's say three to six months. So that's having yeah. some interesting effects. And you and I were chatting about that because you have such a different perspective on, on up markets, down markets, what should happen when, when people actually grow and when they don't. So let's start there because uh, let's start talking about, let's say it stays hot. Let, you know, let's say the, let's okay. say the market or like come, you know, we're coming into the spring. We're in January, 2020 right now. Let's say we come in February, March, the market's hot, you know, days on market on the average, you know, city in the United States are still under 30 or something like that. Okay. And a lot of agents are going to breathe a sigh of relief, which I think is going to irritate the crap out of you. <laughs> and, why, well, and why is that? Okay. So the market's hot. So people are going, well, there's a few things here, right? So the market's hot. Okay. Um, versus the market's going to uh, crash or we're going to have, it it was, I think it was everyone's talking about, we're going to have a shift. Mm -hmm. Even myself. I mean, I was anticipating we're going to have a shift and, you know, and, and uh, I don't think that that there's any evidence in my markets that uh, we've had any measurable shift. I mean, if I look hard enough, I can, I can find things that are shifting, but uh, the market itself doesn't seem to be making that much of a shift. And so I think one of the things that we're talking about here is that, you know, people will make statements right now. Agents are making statements like, oh, great. The market's not going to go down. The market's not going to shift. It's going to be a great year. The market's going to do really good. And, and when I hear that, I'm like, uh, there's a difference in the market doing really good and the agent doing really good. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times when somebody says, oh, the market's not going to shift, the market's going to be great. I actually say, or I'm actually thinking, not that agent particularly, but in general, agents in a hot market have a harder time growing than agents that are experienced in a down market. So when somebody says, oh my God, I'm so happy the market's not going to shift. I don't know what they're so happy about because it's the shifting market that they would have likely grown their business by extraordinary levels. And it's the hot market that they either plateau or grow just a teeny bit, or they actually go down. Like if you were to look at trends in a hot market, more agents trend down in a hot market 
hmm. which is which is crazy. Yeah, it's weird. But there's all kinds of reasons for that. Like it's a hot market. Okay, I don't have to. I don't have to pedal so hard. Like in other words, if you're a cyclist and the wind's behind your back, and you're like man, it's a 15 mile an hour wind behind my back, you don't have to pedal any harder to go faster. So then, what do you do? You you don't pedal as hard. In other words, you get complacent. You start right. relying on something else. At the same token. Now there's less inventory, there's less expires, there's less FISBOs that are listing, there's more agents in the market that shouldn't be in the market thinking it's easy money, so there's more spoons trying to get a little piece of that pie. So you've got more competition and subconsciously, agents get a little bit more complacent, a little lazier in hot markets. That's why I believe we don't see a lot of growth. In a down market, it's a little bit different. In a down market, because now somebody's threatened, their livelihood is threatened. Mm-hmm. in a down market like like they don't know how they're going to feed their family so when they wake up they wake up motivated they make up fearful that they can't put food on the table they wake up hungry so they show up a little bit earlier in a down market they actually close a little bit harder in a down market they talk to more people in a down market they work more hours in a down market they do more follow up in a down market so just the sheer fact that they're doing all those things in a down market actually is the reason why their business goes up. Mm-hmm. Now, there are some people that will be complacent, lazy in a down market, and they go out of business. So right. typically in a down market, you either go up or you go down. In a hot market, you either flatten out like plateau with slight increases or you go down. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine if agents would bring the same hunger that they experience in a down market if they actually brought that to a hot market? Mm-hmm. That would change their financial lives forever. Yeah. But that's typically not what happens. No. And I, I've, from, from knowing you for the years that I have, I think one of the things that if someone has this mentality, you respect it the most. And if they don't, it, 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 it majorly, it, like it just inspires it, like irritation and, and disrespect from you. I disrespect so, this. Was that what you're saying? Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I think I think the thing that you respect the most is somebody that is hungry enough that for the most part, they show up and and they're going to execute on their daily habits. Right? Yes. And when and, and eat, whether it's a hot market or a down market, and, and when their backs are up against the wall, not only do they not only do they show up and they do their daily habits, but they'll do the extra needed to overcome the the effects of the down market if they need to. Mm-hmm. But what I think what what you what you really what really gets you annoyed is people that are constantly like on a roller coaster ride of external factors affecting their daily habits and how they show up like in their business on a day to day basis. Like you 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 prize so much the day in day out relentless boring consistency. Like you you've talked about the way the way to build wealth is just to to embrace the boring. And I think that's one of the things that when you when you look at average agents, those people that either just kind of plateau a little bit or they might sink in a down market, their daily habits are a roller coaster ride. Yeah. Feelings, life events, external events, stuff they can't control, their broker, like all this stuff affects their daily habits. It shouldn't. And so I think what, what you try to coach your agents to do is develop those, those daily habits and routines that are so rock solid that it's not affected by all this stuff. It's not affected by the talk of the hot market or down market. It's not affected by the broker. It's not affected by all like their own feelings that you show up and you execute. So do I have that right? Yeah, yeah. And I just wrote down on my notes that I, I think what I preach quite often is you got to start every day at zero. 
Mm. You just got to start it. Start start every day at zero. I just did. Uh, we have a uh, a podcast, a level up podcast with Kevin Mills, um, who you know who Kevin is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in my office, he's the number one agent in Century Twenty One in the world now. So he just he became the number one agent in Century Twenty One in the world. Six years in the business, only had a license six years ago. Got a license six years ago, and here we are today. And, and, and that's what he's achieved. And, and so I did a podcast that'll be released probably in the next week or so um, uh, that you guys will release. And, but I bring it up because I asked him some questions and I asked him, you know, like, what is, what, what's one thing that you could say that you feel like is a strength of yours? And he says, I start every day at zero. It doesn't matter how much business I did yesterday or how many problems I had yesterday. I actually wake up, I get in my car and I'm like, all right, I'm at zero. Got to make something happen today. Got to go create something. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a, it's 365 days starting at zero. Yeah. That yeah actually that's a feeling that most agents only get about once a year, which is January 1st. Yeah. <laughs> the rest of the time right. they don't think about that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so m- most people are bringing their past into their future, right? Their past is dictating what happens today. Like I I had this bad call yesterday or I had this bad negotiation. So therefore I don't think I'm going to make calls today. I'm just going to, I'm going to focus on getting my, my organized, my CRM organized. Mm -hmm. Like it's like one event from yesterday influences you not doing something important today. And man, if you do that just three or four times a month, you know, that's going to be huge when it comes to your mm-hmm. business. So you got to start every day at zero. And, and I do, I do get a little bit, uh, you know, irritated with everyone because it's all excuses. And that's mm-hmm. what I get irritated with. I, I get irritated with somebody telling me they're going to try something. I, I say you either do or you don't. I get irritated when you say you can't because you can. And mm-hmm. I get irritated with excuses. And, and my job is, by the way, that's everyone that I um, piss off because I, I, I get irritated and then I irritate them, they should really thank me. And the reason I say that is because I'm taking a stance for them. For right. me to even get irritated, I have to care. I have to yeah. see something more in that person for it to irritate me. Like if you were slacking off and I wasn't irritated, that's because I actually see you as a slack off. Mm-hmm. The only thing that would create irritation is when I see that there's a gap between who I see you are and who you're actually being. And as a leader, my job is to get the best out of you for you, not for me. Yeah, 100% agree. Yeah, that is a leadership thing. And that's a lesson for, I think, anyone that's listening that is not just in the position of applying this to yourself, but you're leading a team. Mm-hmm. That 100%, you have to see other people for what they have the potential to be. And yeah, if you if you don't care so intensely that it bothers you and they're not reaching their potential, then you have to look at yourself and saying, and, and basically say to yourself, I'm falling short as a leader. That like, that's an interesting, that's an interesting thing. Absolutely. That's a hard realization to come to. Yeah. Well, yeah, it, it's, yeah, I, I guess in the beginning, it's hard to grasp, mm-hmm. you know, uh, but when you're there, it's like, to me, how could it be any other way? It's like, that's my duty. Mm-hmm. It, it's my duty. If I'm put in that role, then that's my duty. And anything less would be letting people down. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Interesting. Now, let's see. I want to go back a little bit because I want to reinforce one last thing before we we call uh, this episode to a close. 
And that is your mentality when you look at a down market. I, I want you to explain just okay. real quick again why you believe that there are why why is there such a big opportunity in a down market to grow your business, to capture market share? Like why do you personally, Greg Harrelson, look forward to that type of a down market? Uh, there's a few things. Uh, number one, the consumer no longer will hire somebody because they are in the same bloodline. They only are going to hire somebody because they feel like that person's the best job for that, that, that transaction. So the, I'm going to hire my brother's cousin. I'm going to hire my brother. I'm going to hire my cousin to Mm -hmm. list my home. That conversation goes away. Okay. Because now they're like, well, look, I have a cousin in the business, but I still want the best agent for the job of helping me. I really need to sell. So number one, it knocks out um, it, or the, 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 the requirements um, that sellers and buyers have from those that they work with is higher. So mm-hmm. the true professionals are going to be hired more and they're not like p- the agents that are going to overprice something the, the, those, those, the consumer will figure that out and say, no, I'm not going to hire them. So um, they go after professionals. So that's one thing. Number two, um, I, I would say that's, that's an opportunity when it comes to the market itself. Mm-hmm. It chases away all the people that are really not committed for the long game in real estate. So the yeah. number of people going after the business goes down, opens up an opportunity. But I think there's something bigger that happens. And that's the opportunity that's presented to us by the market. But there's something else that happens when the market goes down. And that is, we get scared. Hmm. We get scared. We feel threatened. We're Hmm. afraid we can't perform for our families. So guess what we do? We wake up earlier. We practice more. We talk to more people. We ask for the sale. We ask questions and we do deals because gotcha. of fear. So mm-hmm. that's something that I see that happens. It's like there will be a class of real estate agents that will be feel like their livelihood is threatened. And when, and, and when a human being, when an animal is, is put into a corner, they instinctively fight their way out. Human beings do the same thing. A down market puts a lot of people in a corner. And then at that time, you're going to have those that flight and those that fight. Mm-hmm. So if you start fighting at the same time, the opportunities are being presented by the consumers, you match those two things up. That's a beautiful market to be in. Mm-hmm. I, so I, I, I want to put a lot of emphasis on that the down market does pr- produce some opportunities, but it's who you transform to be in a down market that's truly the opportunity. You go from being full to being hungry again, and you go there because you're scared. I wake, I, I, I do my best, uh, I, I, and maybe I don't even have to manufacture this. Um, I feel like I'm scared every day. Hmm. I think I wake up scared. I wake up scared that, Matt, you're going to take my business. I, I know there's plenty of people out there masterminding, talking about, hey, this guy does it this way. How can we do this? How can we do it better? Like every, no matter who you are, there's somebody out there trying to take you down. Mm-hmm. At least I feel that way. Mm-hmm. I wake up every day afraid. And that fuels me. 
And most people don't wake up like that. But in a down market, almost everybody wakes up like that. And that's where they can get some good traction. Gotcha. Love it. Very, very different perspective, which I, I yeah, that's one of the reasons why I love doing these solo episodes because it's, it's educational for me. And I think it brings out stuff that people that get a chance to talk to you behind the scenes that work directly for you and your brokerage probably hear some of this stuff. Yeah. But you don't, number one, you don't hear this from, from you unless you're in your life. And number two, you don't hear it from other people because I, I've literally never heard anyone else express that. The way that you think about down markets, the way that you think about capturing market share in down markets, I've never heard anybody else say that. And you know that I run in a yeah. lot of circles with other coaches and stuff like that. So anyway, so I just wanted to point that out. Like this is yeah. for anybody that's listening, like this is not common. This is a very unconventional, uncommon, and high-level way of looking at the world. So, um, Greg, how do people can connect? You? Yeah, let, yeah, me yeah. Inter- let, let me interrupt you. So, I'll get people all the time, you know, that'll ask me, especially in my office, okay? Mm. Uh, so, man, how can I just get more motivated? Mm. And, and I'll tell them, I said, well, we need the market to crash. <laughs> yeah, because you, you actually think you're pretty good. Uh-huh. And and you're and you're reading your own press. You're you're looking at hey, you took something, got it on the market, and it sold in 22 days. And you actually think that your pricing of property is that masterful, and your right. negotiation was that good. It was the market that did that, right. right? But in a hot market, we our egos get out of whack. We start thinking we're the creators of all this stuff, and then we get soft. So you know, I, I think like you know, I, I'm a big Rocky fan. And um, we were talking about this amongst our, 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 our company the other day. The difference of when Rocky um, beat Apollo Creed and then bought the mansion and the nice cars. And then he went to actually back into the gym and the fancy gym where all the photographers are. And, and he really went first class and got his ass beat. Mm-hmm. But then what did he do? Then the next one, when he has to go fight the Russian, he goes to Russia and trains in some barn. Mm-hmm. If, if we could actually, in the hot market, if we could take that mentality as if we're going to go back to the old days of hard work, get in that barn, grind it out, we can do anything. We can accomplish anything. And so I tell people when, you know, what is it going to take for me to get motivated? We got to go back, get in the barn like Rocky did. Hmm. We got to go back like old school. Let's pretend we have nothing. Like, let's go sell them the, the Range Rover and go back to something less than the Range Rover. Mm-hmm. And like, so you can actually feel what it's like to want the Range Rover again. See, yeah. when you want, when you didn't have it, but you wanted it, you are more motivated than you are when you got it. That's true. Hot market, coal market. <laughs> Stay hungry regardless. Absolutely. Yeah. Love yeah. it. All right. Greg, how do people connect? Just uh, hit me up on Facebook Messenger. I've been saying that for quite a long time and people have been doing that. And it's, uh, as I say all the time, it's, it's most efficient for me. Yeah. And uh, for the podcast, make sure to go to Apple Podcasts, leave us a review and a rating there. If there's a particular guest, like you mentioned, Kevin Mills episode coming out here shortly, make sure to leave a review and thank the guest for coming on. Because obviously like Kevin's super busy, super successful. Guys like that are essentially donating their time to show up and talk about and share what they've been doing that's generating those kinds of results. So make sure to give them a public shout out. Uh, go over to the leveluppodcast.com and grab the, um, the podcast and all the links out as well as the YouTube video version if you want to watch it instead of listen. So everything is there. We appreciate it, Greg. Super fun as always. And until next yeah, time. Man.